morning, guys. Thank you for that carrier update. We're going to welcome in Mary O'Connell here for our second community segment of the day, talking all things cold chain with Running on Ice. Mary, we know that in the cold chain shipping space, a lot of folks like to use dry ice as a way to keep your refrigerated freight the proper temperature. But what about alternatives? Are there cooler things to use than just dry ice? So there are cooler things to use than dry ice. Um, because, you know, dry ice is, you have to refill it. It's very, um, you know, if, if it's in a contained environment, it can be poisonous to humans um, without proper ventilation. So there's definitely some things that are uh, not the most advantageous about dry ice, but we do love that it keeps things at an extremely cold temperature. Um, there are actually today on Running on Ice, we're going to chat to um, some, some doctors who came up with a really cool situation. And basically it's a phase change product that will keep it at like minus 16, minus 21, et cetera. It will keep it at that temperature and it doesn't involve dry ice at all. And so it's extremely reliable, extremely sustainable because once you buy the product, it can last up to to 15 or not 15 up to like five to seven years so it's one it's like you just kind of keep recharging it by putting it in those sub sub-zero freezers um so it's really advantageous to have that and it lasts up to a couple days whereas dry ice you know it might you might have enough in there for it to make it over on a container ship but it's you're still going to have to replenish it before you take it to the to the um to the to the receiver and Mary, can you talk a little bit more about that sustainability aspect to dry ice? Because whenever I get dry ice in a shipment, I always feel like, all right, how do I dispose of this the best way? What do play I put this? Do you just, just play with it until it... Okay, well, first of all, do not play with dry ice. Like <laughs> nobody should be playing with dry ice. Anytime you handle it, you need to make sure that you have gloves because it can actually burn your skin. So... Anthony, please use. So please have safety first in mind when you play with it. That being said, if you put it in the sink and add a little bit of water and like make it look like you have like a cauldron, love that. Um, but the important thing is, you know, dry ice isn't necessary. Isn't it, it's kind of depending on the study. It's good. It's not necessarily good for the environment, but it doesn't have as huge negative impacts on the environment. But again, that depends on the study and that depends on the application that it's being used for. So that being said, you know, these are, I don't know if you remember like the back in the day when you took something to school, you had that big blue ice pack. Um, mm -hmm. It's something similar to that where, you know, it's the actual goods inside of there. If they leak, it's probably not going to hurt anything because um, it's kind of a saltwater type solution. So it's not going to, it's not going to cause your lunch to be full of blue goo. Um, it's going to be fine. And it's actually, you know, like I mentioned, it's renewable. So, you know, as long as you have that sub-zero freezer, you can just set it in there for a day, let it freeze and then take it on its way. And it's, um, it's usable for just about anything. There's a school district in California that was able to um, send it with um, their COVID vaccines when they were doing vaccine drives at schools. And then they used it at the beginning of the school year when they used, um, uh, when they did like a little, you know, that for before school vaccine drive of like, you know, your chicken pox boosters, all that stuff. Um, and then there's also, uh, they were able to use it in the summer and throughout various times of the year to be able to send kids 
home with lunches because, you know, in some of those underserved communities, some of those, uh, the hot lunch at school might be the only food that they have to eat that day. So they were able to continue to repurpose this, uh, these, these coolers into something that they can use year round. And it is a, it is a bit of an upfront investment, but the return on it is immeasurable, especially if you're looking at a nurse who goes to a rural area and she might be two hours away from a big city. Well, those people deserve access to healthcare. So she has to take their blood and run it to a lab, but the lab might be an hour and a half, two hours away. That way, instead of her being in a, or that, that nurse being in a car with dry ice that hopefully is sealed properly, but if heaven forbid something happened, it's not at a risk for themselves to still maintain the quality of those, of those specimen samples. The interesting thing about this too is that there are product shortages that are affecting the CO2 industry, which of course CO2 is, or dry ice is compressed CO2 in that solid and frozen form. So this is now an alternative to that as well. When we're looking at these companies deciding to seek alternatives, shortages are something that are definitely going to be front of mind, right? What does this look like as far as the materials that they need and are those readily available? So for the most part, they they are. Um, I don't know all the exact materials that they have available because obviously that is their proprietary information. But um, the it is kind of based on a saltwater solution. So as long as you know there's water and there's salt, we're doing pretty good. Um, and it's really just about they really take it down to that fine um, chemical form, and that is something that. Uh, I am not the expert in, but they are. And it's a great it's a great swap. You know, you don't have to worry about finding and sourcing dry ice. You don't have to worry about dry ice prices because as we know, when there is a shortage, prices tend to go up. And if you need a bunch of dry ice for a shipment that needs to go two, two days over air, sitting on a hot tarmac, et cetera, et cetera, you know, the dry ice is going to burn off a lot faster if it's sitting you know, on the tarmac for an air uh, air cargo shipment in Houston versus Maine, especially in the middle of the summer, because it's going to be a hundred million degrees. The dry ice is going to have to work a lot harder. um, And it's just going to be, it's going to, you know, um, evaporate faster. But, you know, if you have a nice little face change thing in there instead, it's going to, it's going to do a job a little bit better and it's going to be more secure and give you that peace of mind that you need that it's not going to evaporate. Definitely an interesting topic. And especially I was just getting to chat with Kaylee, asking her questions around, of course, some of the heat waves that we're seeing throughout this year. Is that also going to be something that's going to force reefers and other methods of transportation to work a lot harder to keep these goods at a stable temperature? Absolutely. I would anticipate um, a run on reefer parts um, as you know, those reefer units continue to work hard and harder and harder. You know, they are good at keeping a, a trailer at a set temperature. So if you want it all to stay at 33 degrees, the reefer unit is going to do its best to keep it at 33 degrees. But that's very difficult when you might, you know, you might be stuck in traffic or an accident in the middle of that two lane Arizona desert highway. So that's something to also keep in mind that, you know, you need to, for drivers, they need to make sure that their reefer units are full on diesel or full on fuel before they even take off. Um, it could be a good indication if you do a lot of shipping in the, in sunny deserty places, um, it could be a good time to switch to, you know, there are some solar powered reefer units that are available. So if there's a way you can kind of get like a hybrid mix of the two, that'd be great as you're stuck in the desert, or if you're just driving through the desert and there's lots of sun, that sun can power your reefer unit. And that can also cut down on some of your diesel costs as diesel continues to be a little unfriendly. 
going to be interesting to watch and see what these alternatives continue to pop up. Mary, thank you for joining us this morning. We'll catch Running on Ice this afternoon. Uh, thank you, guys. Right now, we're going to take a short break, but we'll be right back with more Fitness Now.